If your business has big goals, you need more than just another vendor. You need a true partner who cares about your deal as much as you do. At PropLogix, we provide time-saving due diligence services from title searches to HOA research, lien searches, and more. Our team will go out of their way to ensure you're supported, and our reports are backed by our Six Sigma quality assurance approach. PropLogix, getting you to the closing table with confidence. A new episode of Title Talks starts now. If you've ever met Deb Grace, it's likely she's made an unforgettable impression on you. She works business development for software provider AccuTitle, but she brings so much more to the industry than just her day job. She spends a lot of her time on Alta committees and doing outreach to welcome new agents as an ambassador for Alta's annual conference, Alta One. She's somewhat of a fairy godmother of title, there when you need her, and just generally a delight to be around. In our conversation today, she shares some truly helpful tips for weathering the difficult times in your organization so that you can come out stronger on the other side. This episode is part four in our series centered around the 2023 State of the Title Industry Survey and Report. To make sure that you catch all of the episodes, please subscribe where you listen to podcasts. And if you have a moment, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Also, if you haven't downloaded your copy of this year's report, you can grab it at stateoftitle.com. I'm Lindsay Gordon, and this is Title Talks. Hey, Deb. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm doing well. So you just got back from Alta One. I just got back from Ulta One. What a fantastic conference that was. They're always great, um, but I felt like this year it was really, really good. It was great for my company. It was great for me and the committees. And just the, it was great to just see the motivation and the momentum that we have now, which we hadn't had in the last year or so. That was very refreshing. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I want to start um, kind of at the beginning and give mm-hmm. you a chance uh, to talk a little bit about yourself and your experience in the title industry and what it is you do now. So tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, that is very interesting because I landed in um, the title industry, never really even thought about it, never really um, even considered what it meant. And Um, how that I would be able to be so involved so fast. Um, That I actually moved from Albuquerque, New Mexico um, to do a restart. My husband had passed away in 2010. And I wasn't really sure what and where and how I was going to go, but I knew I wanted to be back in Texas. So I moved back to Dallas, and I was fortunate enough to get a job at RamQuest, which, as you probably know, is one of the largest uh, software providers. I started out there and it's kind of a funny little story because as my boss was training me, I'm kind of like, eh, I just, I just don't know if this is going to work for me. And, um, he said, no, no, you got to stick with it. You're going to, you're going to do great. And within a very short period of time, I understood the industry. I loved the people in the industry. Luckily for me, I did very well from RamQuest while I was there. And then I've stayed within the industry. I left software for a little while, went into vendor space 
found out that my real true passion was where I started, which was with software. And I've been very lucky and very blessed to have great job opportunities, which have led me now to where I am um, at AccuTitle. So I'm back in software again. I got to stay in the industry. I became involved in committees right away. And so it is just an industry that I have grown to love. And you know, Lindsay, they say, at least that's what they told me many times. Once you're in this industry, it grabs hold of you and you can't let go. And I feel like that's what happened to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I started at PropLogics eight years ago and I never, I came um, from journalism. I was a reporter for a few years out of college and then um, decided that I wanted to move home um, to Tampa area, Florida, and um, mm -hmm. found a job like in marketing, um, just kind of translating my skills um, from, from journalism and communications. And so like, I, I honestly, I never heard of the industry, had never, you know, even considered it. My grandmother had been a realtor for, you know, I, I don't know, 30 years. And like, I, I worked with her a little bit here and there, but I had no idea about the title side. So it is, it's just so funny. You know, everyone has their story of how they came to it, never knowing, you know, what it was. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I had no idea that I would be around this long either, you know, so it's really, really cool. I, I'm curious what, you know, at AccuTitle, what is it that you're doing day in and day out? I know you're really kind of involved with your customers and understanding. So tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, let's see. So I'm really fortunate because I, um, having come from a very strong sales background, um, came into AccuTitle, um, going on five years, not just shy of five years. And I came in to um, take um, AccuTitle onto more states. And uh, we were actually bought um, right after I came on board. And with that came a real shift for me in what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. So I really stepped aside from doing the sales completely. We brought in a team to do that. And then I was fortunate enough to be able to work directly with the CEO in more strategic partnerships, alliances. I'm happy to say that from that point, we have actually bought four title software companies total to add to the umbrella that we have. So I was very front and center for those introductions uh, to be able to work with the CEO. And what it, why it was a good fit is because he was not from the industry and I knew the industry. I had already established many connections for what is needed for such an endeavor and uh, was able to quickly get those um, in place. And so on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm just really lucky because I work with him on that. I work with our president on uh, partnerships um, and alliances on that side of the house so we can do integrations with the various vendors. Um, then I'm fortunate enough to work with the underwriters, which I've grown to know so many of them um, from all my time in the industry, to be able to partner up with them, to let them have the solutions in our umbrella that they can press forward, and then also push those leads, opportunities um, to our VP of sales that helps our team um, when they're out and about um, regionally or you know, in their specific state. Um, and then in addition to those functions, which is great because I kind of have my hands in all the pots. Again, it's because my relationships are so heavy that I'm able to leverage those and bring it in for all, all parties of my company to take advantage of. Um, and then it's just been great because my company affords me the luxury of time 
so that I could get involved with and continue the momentum I had within Alta's organization, yeah. the Land Title Association. So I'm on committees there. I'm happy to say that with that time, I've launched um, the ambassador program there, which is catching on to land titles in different states. And then I also work very strongly in land title associations, uh, specifically in Florida, doing the same type of thing, and pretty much geared to the membership slash new folks coming on board. That's really my area of expertise for that. And so I've been just really fortunate, Lindsay, that my company... I have a great job, but I also have the ability to work with these outside organizations to further connect the industry. I consider it like a bridge that I'm able to connect them, let them know that these other things are available, and increase membership for everybody across the board. So it's been great. It's been really great. That's awesome. I mean, so it would be safe to say that you have a lot of touch points, a lot of interactions with people across the industry, right? I do. So what yes. what do you like about what you're you're able to do? I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but like what keeps you here? You know, it, it's like being with friends all the time. Like for instance, we just left Alta One. And um, I won't say that I know everybody there, but I know a lot of people there. And um, always love meeting new people that I don't know so that I can add them. But it's like just being with a, your family and friends for the whole week. I mean, you know, there's 938 people there and you know, most of them I know and it's just so, you're just filled up with such joy when you get to see folks. So I love that, I love that I can um, use my techniques and, and my ability to work with people so well and connect to connect people to people that they need to know or should know. Um, and so that giving me that ability to do that is really what motivates me. But I just love people. I love relationships. I love the connections. And that is my real wheelhouse. Um, and in this particular job and then in the functions that I mentioned, I'm able to expand on that and bring together other people so that other people meet. That's why the ambassador program is doing so well, because that's introducing people new into the industry. So, so, um, so I, I love all of that. I love talking. I talk on the phone all day to people. I cold call into accounts and none of that. I mean, I love all of that. So again, it's just the variety of things that has to do with relationship building is, is at my core. So you mentioned the ambassador program a couple times. I'm not aware of what that is, and maybe a lot of listeners may not. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. It actually was launched through Alta, and actually we, we had it official. We, un, until it became official, I was an ambassador for them. And basically what it is is that that conference in particular is a huge conference. Um, it's overwhelming. It was for me when I first started, and I know that it is for other people. It also can be clicky just because in this industry, when you know people, if you're in, you you're in, and you're, yeah, and it feels more hard often. to get in. Yeah, it's, exactly. So we wanted to make it um, an official program out of membership. We launched it out of membership, and it's really to be a place of inclusion. We want people to be included prior to the conference, during the conference, and even after the conference. So what it does, it makes them come in knowing someone, we match them with someone, um, they get to know them in person, then we have events for them that caters directly, this is your first time, we're gonna give you a tour, we're gonna have a reception just for you, and we continue every year to expand because every year we get more and more people on it. Um, so that took off really well, and that was something started at Alta, 
and then officially became um, the program, which now, like I said, I co-chair that and I'm spreading that to other land titles. That's awesome. That's really cool. So um, I'm curious, I know we had talked a little while before um, about like the climate of the industry this year and just your interactions with people in your day-to-day, like what would you say the read is like for 2023? I'm going to say that it's been tough. All my years in the industry, which is going on 13, it has been a tough year, a year and a half. And um, people held on to the hope that it's just going to last a certain part of 2023. Um, And because I talked to so many people through my interactions for AccuTitle, but also with the Land Title Association and committees, I'm talking to people all the time. And the biggest thing right now is the uncertainty because we know that the market always does come back, but this time it's different in what's going to look like when it comes back. So it is tough. The economy is tough. The interest rates, um, we're, we're just at a different time. People are holding on. There are uh, file transactions are down, underwriters, software providers like us. We're all seeing it. We're all feeling it. Um, the poor agents, uh, my gosh, conversations that I have with them and how they have struggled through it. Um, but I do feel momentum is, is still there. They're encouraged those that are able to hold on are doing what they need to to refine their business to make sure that they are able to hold on and people are a little bit more now aware that it's not going to change as quickly as what we had hoped and I think that they're preparing for that Mm -hmm. but it has been tough Lindsay I've got to admit um you know at first you think oh this is a temporary thing and we're going to bounce back and then you realize it's not interest rates keep going and the number of housing opportunities slip so it's been a challenging time for the title industry, for sure. You mentioned, you know, people holding on. Have you seen people step away, say, like, you know, we're, we're going to have to sell or close down? Like, have, have you seen that happen? I definitely see and hear more of that. Um, people that may have been thinking about retiring in two to five years might be stepping that up. Mm-hmm. The other thing that they're doing is they're – considering merging with another company so that they can survive. There is the whole, let's close some of the locations because we may not need those. We have see a lot of people that have gone to remote because now you don't have the overhead of the large office costs, right? COVID brought a lot of that to the forefront where before it was never really embraced. And now we see that more, Um, but it's just survival right now. Everybody is doing what they can to survive the storm. I mean, do you feel like people are have concerns around like how long we can last or, you know, like I, I'm just wondering like where where are their their biggest challenges, do you think? Um, I would say across the board, the biggest challenge is retaining their staff. Everybody is trying to find a way to retain their staff that they've already got trained, um, that they want to keep and they want to preserve. They're cutting costs in travel. Um, Alt is a perfect example of that. Alta One, we're usually close to 1150 to 1200 ish. We were at 940. Um, so there's a lot of people that were waiting till the last minute to see how the, the end of the quarter, end of the month was going to work out for them to be able to go. So I would definitely say survival. What can they do? How do they do things differently to continue to stay in the game? 
but really to co cut costs so that they can be here on the other side of it. And I don't, that's the, the, the thing, Lindsay, I don't think people know how this one's gonna shape up because it, it is dragging on, although we always recover, what's that gonna look like? I think that's too, the, the question that people have. Yeah, like, like when and what will it look when, like? When mm -hmm, and how much longer? And I really feel like now people are somewhat resolved to the fact it's probably going to be all of 2024. It's, it's going to be a tough road 2024, and then there's hope after that. Plus, going into an election year always does change the dynamic of the title industry. So that, that's also there, and that's obviously going to be next year. I feel like a lot of people were caught off guard by how drastically and quickly the market shifted. Do you feel like people... I don't want to say necessarily that they've learned learned a lesson, but have thought like, I need my business needs to be more insulated, or I need to have more efficiency in place so that I don't this doesn't happen to me again. Like, do you feel like you get that? I absolutely sense? think yes. I absolutely think that's the case. Some of my friends that own um, title agents uh, agencies, um, they actually realize some were in a really good position. And they said, you never know, we gotta have a rainy day. Problem is we didn't have a rainy day for a while and we were at a high, which was that was never seen either. So you've got coming off COVID, then you have this incredible high, you've got over asking prices, you've got inventory, you've got just stuff, crazy stuff. I know in Texas it was crazy. You have offers as soon as it's on, people don't even see the properties. I think. People did not expect it to hit quite so fast. I do think some folks were caught off guard in, in that sad because they're, they have been scrambling. I will say that from that, I've seen a lot of creativity from them, from those agents to say, what do we do to diversify now? I wanna keep my staff first and foremost. Um, maybe I cut back on the locations that I have. Maybe I consolidate. Maybe I find a different way of doing business. They also are taking the time to become efficient. So what I mean by that is they may have been so, so busy and in such a rut and in such a routine that they didn't take advantages of all the things that their software could provide that might actually be efficiencies that they just had to stop and learn. So I saw a lot of pause, a lot of retraining, let's see what we really have. I saw a lot of people kind of stop perhaps midstream in plans for adding additional services in that they may feel like would have been shortcuts or helpful because they didn't want to spend that money every month on that. So I feel like that a little bit hurt some of the vendors in the industry, mm -hmm. right? Because there was a pause put on that for some. But I love some of the creative ideas that they had though because it's made them realize that you've got to be prepared. Like I have one friend who went out and said, you know, I'm going to go just hire salespeople. I'm just gonna go and try to get more market share. I have another friend who went in diversified into a completely different type of industry to bring in a, a different um, revenue stream. And it's been fun to watch those folks. I still, my heart still aches for those that weren't quite, quite as prepared. And then of course, throughout the industry, underwriters, vendors, agents, there's been a lot of people moving a lot of jobs that were cut. Um, and that's hard to see too. But right now, like I said, they're, they're, um, they're doing what they have to to survive. 
and a lot of creativity is coming out of that and that's to me been motivational and impressive because even though it's been scary times there's a positive spin on now we know this and now I'll know that for next time and I will be better prepared so I think it was a hard lesson for some for sure but I think it definitely um, some people are, are, are going to be better for it in the end yeah, no, that's a really, really good point. And I feel like when you and I were chatting before, you had said, you know, like, you kind of feel like in your role you've had to play a bit of a therapist only because in your interactions, yeah. it's people have been really yeah. down, obviously. And I'm curious if you had anything specific that you would say or, or any sort of, you know, hopeful things to lift their spirits that you have said in the past. So it has been, and, and part of my job is that um, I become friends with most of the people that I connect with, and, and we talk and we share. And I would say that we, we know this industry is going to come back. Um, it always comes back. It's, it's going to be different. Um, but just to stay connected. I also think it's really important for everybody to lean in on their connections in the industry too because you don't want them to feel isolated because everybody is going through the same thing. It's amazing, Lindsay, on some of the calls, we'll open it up and say, let's talk about the challenges that you face, right? And then you hear someone say, well, we've got this issue and you know, uh, it's really hard. And then someone else will chime in and say, oh, this is the same for us, but this is what we're doing. So you get a lot of that sharing of information too that's helpful. So I think just leaning in, I think that's why Ulta One was really good for folks because they had a chance to get together. Everybody knows everybody is having a hard time and you're just together as a group and you're saying for that week, for those five days, we were able to just come together and say, we're taking deep breaths, we're, we're controlling what we can control in this time and in this climate. And um, I'm optimistic for that. We've got incredible people in this industry. They're super strong. They're super great. They're super, super helpful with outreaches when they know people need it. And um, we're going to come through it. We're going to come through it strong. And uh, the industry, it, it may look different, but it's it's going to be it, it's going to be great again. You did touch on a really important point that I think. Um, is helpful. I, I think a lot of people have to have, you know, a title production software and mm -hmm. they don't really know everything it can do for them. Are there things that you can think of that it's like, hey, make sure you're exploring tutorials or, um, you know, mm -hmm. reaching out to your title production software provider and asking more about mm -hmm. like how you can gain efficiencies and that sort of thing? Like, are there any tips you would have for how people could potentially utilize the technology better? Yeah, the software is a key part because next to having your building, you know, for your business, you've got to have that efficient software to run those files through for efficiency. So I say yes to that. I say you need to understand your software. There may be components. The other thing that you find too is, is that maybe someone who had been in the industry working on the system is no longer there at, at the company or in a different role. And pe new people coming in may not be aware of what was set up or how the system can be used. I used to run into this all the time. So knowing your software, knowing your capabilities, um, being mindful of the fraud issue, which is prevalent right now, um, 
what can you get for yourself within this and people want everything in the software as much as they can get in the software utilize what's there the components that are not there like if your software has a review and you can automatically have reviews for how your company did on a closing and a transaction huge for that company to be able to get that exposure yeah um, I think that any time that they can get more education or credits I've been paying and I haven't had time of late because it's been so busy with the conference but I've been paying more attention to the webinars that are pushed out a ton of underwriters some of the vendors push out free webinars about certain subjects there's AI now mm -hmm. there is uh, fraud that's always going to be there's always going to be a different way of fraud right um, but just sitting in on some of those and hearing what people are saying well, what are the economists saying those are fascinating the stats that they provide so taking the time now that we have more time to listen to things like that um, and just kind of get more um, in tune with what's next because people do we have today and then we have what's next for your company right so you want to know I'm gonna get through it now but then what am I looking at for tomorrow what's the next thing and to just be mindful of what what that is but I, I feel like the time to become more efficient, um, to expand, you know, your the knowledge of your team. A lot of them are pushing them out to get more education as well during this time. Is all going to come back to them when the market does pick up? Um, it's going to be huge for them because they've done all this training now because we've had the time and they know their software better. They know, oh, I'm going to need to add this to my company and I didn't know that before. So taking the time while they have the time to understand it, I think it will be a good thing for them in the long run. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about that I didn't touch on? Lindsay, I just think it's um, an interesting time for the industry, but I still say this is a great industry. It's a tight-knit group of people. When you're in the industry, you love it. It's It's been very good to me. It's been I'm sure it's been very good to you as well. And I'm just thankful that I have the connections that I have, the friendships that I have, that have allowed me to spring forward not only myself in my career in this industry but for um, you know the company that I represent and so I just uh, put a shout out to everyone that I know stick with it don't give up um, lean into your friends in the industry don't don't hesitate to pick up a call because everybody is going through something it might take us a little bit of time but we're gonna come through it on the other side Thank you so much, Deb. I appreciate you sitting and talking to me and sharing um, your knowledge and, and, and your, your words of um, hope. Oh, I thank you. And thank you so much for including me. I really appreciate it, Lindsay. It's always a pleasure and you have a wonderful day. All right. Bye. Bye-bye, dear. You can get even more insights by downloading the full 2023 State of the Title Industry Report at stateoftitle.com. For any resources discussed in this podcast, follow the link in our show notes, which you can find in the podcast description. Be sure to subscribe to Title Talks wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss next week's show. Title Talks is a production of PropLogics. We're a tech-enabled due diligence provider committed to helping title professionals get to their closing with confidence. For our information about our time-saving services, head to proplogics.com. That's P-R-O-P-L-O-G-I-X dot com. Until next time, happy closings.